Welcome to Running is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. This is episode 117, and this week we haven't got a race to bring you. Spoiler alert. Uh, so we asked you what things are really pissing you off, and you responded with plenty of bullshit for us to get into. But before we get to that, uh, a tweet from the Twitter account Fesshole you may be aware of, uh, people can send anonymous confessions to, and it tweets them out without the name. And this one uh, someone sent to us this week said, I'm part of a small group that run a very successful podcast and have been going for a number of years. Truth is, I hate the subject we talk about now, and f- but feel stuck due to the income. I was very suspicious of this, but then of course I saw the word small group and realised that that's the giveaway, that's definitely not us. Uh, for me, the giveaway was successful and income. So. Yeah, very successful. <laughs> <laughs> But still, a good tweet from them to get retweeted by basically every podcast in the country. So, good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the thing is, we hated the subject from the start. It's literally the whole point of this. So, not really much yeah. of a confession for us. So No. But also, like, if that if you are getting an income from a podcast, just, just fucking do it. No, I, most people don't love their job. Like, you yeah, just do exactly. it, don't you? Like, what are you moaning about? If you're stuck, to, if you need that income, that's a job, mate. Everyone hates their yeah. job. Just go on with it. Yeah, exactly. God. Get a grip. Anyway, uh, to skip to the end of this episode, don't want to switch off like you usually do at the end of the episode when we get to the boring outro bit. Oh, no, we've got a banger for you. By we, I mean I. Oh, yes, I've put in too much effort. And I love it, and I hope you do too. Before that, let's catch up with the last episode. Uh, a shout-out to at MC1985FTW which is a terrible Twitter handle. Um, they also ran the Green Man. Didn't even recognise me, though. So I don't think they really deserve the shout-out. Didn't recognise me. Can you believe it? Yeah. You're very recognisable. I know. You don't just look like a basic white man at all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if somebody was asked to draw, like a child was asked to draw a man, they'd draw you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I look like. You know men. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. That's him. <laughs> Oh, Helen Patricia said, try toasting the bread for the peanut butter sarnies. This is when we're talking about peanut butter, I think, being a bit stodgy and hard yeah. to eat. Um, I find it much easier to eat that way. Hmm, not sure about that. It might be much easier to eat, but I think carrying the toast around with me would make it quite difficult. These were peanut butter sandwiches at the checkpoints. Mm. So unless I carried a toaster with me and found somewhere to plug it in... It's, I don't think that's going to well, happen. Well, I think she means toasting it first, but eating cold toast just doesn't seem right. I don't know. It's not civilised, is it? No, no. Karen Hamilton got in touch after we talked about how much we love running on golf courses. She said, The golf ball, which nearly killed us, is mounted on the wall with my boyfriend's running medals and stuff. It bounced just in front of us and then hurtled across a six-lane road. We were so angry, we chased it down and took it home. We weren't even running on the golf course, but on a footpath, the other side of a high fence. Dude must have had a wicked slice on his tee shot. And then she sent this great photo of, you know, medals and like a, for some reason, a Spider-Man t-shirt framed on the wall. And like a little mount, like a little corner hinge on the wall with a golf ball mounted right there, which I'm sure she has to explain to everyone that comes in. But what a great effort. That is, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I love the golf ball nearly killed us. <laughs> that must have been a really quick ball to if that was if that had hit you bounced off and killed the other one as well. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to go into our golf ball story again, but it was that that fast that yeah, it could have ricocheted off and like 
I mean, they also ran across a six-lane road to chase a golf ball. I think that was possibly more dangerous. Yeah, because that sounds like a motorway. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Let's have a tea update. We are partnered with Bird and Blend Tea, which means we tell you what tea we're drinking. And if you like the sound of it, you can go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea. You can click on the links and you can buy some tea if you want. Amy, what are you drinking? (laughs) Okay, so I'm actually... Just okay. First off, I was in a bit of a rush to get the Patreon song done, which I did in one take. Make of that what you will when you listen to it. Um, so I asked Freya. I said, "Can you go make me a tea for the podcast, please, while I while I, I finish uploading this and like editing it?" She's oh, like, "Yeah." And then she comes back with like a standard, just a normal tea with some almond milk in. So it's not. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's Morrison's Assam tea. So. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so it's Freya's. It's Freya's fault. Could have made something up, but but she did. It, so. And then she. Then I said to her, I was. Like, you know when like somebody makes. She made pass me a tea. I'm like, oh, thanks. She's like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, no, no, nothing. It's fine. It's fine. She's like, no, no, what's wrong? And then I explained to her. She's like, oh. And then she said, well, tell them. This is what she's asked me to tell you. Okay. That we've run out of blaming her now. Okay. No, no, no. But this is what she wanted. The message she wanted me to pass on. Sure. Her like yeah. her her, her tip bit about tea. Her her sort of pro tea tip um she said we've ran out of sugar so she's put a bit of golden syrup in the tea and it tastes like a rich tea biscuit which it does <laughs> so bird and blend if you're listening <laughs> just as uh, some tea with a bit of golden syrup and um like some sort of however you make your milky teas milky and it's rich tea flavored tea so there you go nothing to do with bird and blend but you've just invented a tea for them we've invented a tea for them the rich tea tea rich biscuit Tea, rich tea, biscuit tea. What, well, you yeah. can buy Assam tea from Burton Blend, of course. Of course, of course. That That's where it's from. It's not Morrison's. But yeah. Anyway, what, what are you drinking? I've got dark choc chili chai, which is a lot of flavours going on. I think I've said before, if there was such a thing as a running as BST, I think this is, would be what it is. You'd brew it up really sweet and chocolatey, but then it punches you in the face with chili. And I've made it just a bit too strong. So it's just a bit too strong. Uh, it's quite a lot of chili in there, but I do enjoy all of those flavours, it's a very, very good thing. Nice. I do like spicy teas. That sounds a good one. Amy, what have you been up to? Nothing. Didn't run the rhythm. So if you had on your sort of whatever poll you guys did that I would start five ultras rather than six, then you are correct. And who guessed that you would start five and finish four? Who amongst us had that prediction? This guy right here (laughs) fucking nailed it. Did you you predict that I would DNF the Edom and then not be able to do the rhythm because I'd like destroyed myself? Was that the thinking behind it? I did think you would DNF the Edom. Yeah. And I thought there'd just be one for one other, for whatever reason, (laughs) you would not make it to the start line because of injury or just something else or something like that. So I know you better than you know yourself. I do. Well, there was like a logical progression with this. And I think I knew after the, the Edom, because just before the Edom, I was like fucking exhausted. Like after the Pigum, I was like, mate, yeah. like, you yeah, know. The progression was started okay and just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Failed. It would actually like right up until the Pigum, I was feeling pretty good. I'm like, I am going to like smash this. Still, you know, I didn't know where I'd finish the Edom, but like I, I was thinking my recovery is amazing. It was only after the pig and I was like, fucking hell, this isn't, this isn't going the way I wanted it to. Um, yeah, so like, I was really not sure whether I'd start the rhythm. And then like the week before, I was sort of going back and forth in my head. I think I, I said on the podcast last time, like, 
not just physical but mental like mentally exhausted and i think the edum was uh like really really difficult mentally it wasn't just a physical thing like as you know we've already spoken about the edum i don't need to go back over what happened with the edum but physically like of course i wasn't well um but mentally it was like really difficult really really difficult so i think i it we don't really think about how much we have to recover mentally after ultras. And I think that's what I was struggling with as well. And the idea of, cause if it was just physical, I'd think to myself, well now at this stage, it's just in quotation marks, 30 miles. And I could walk mm. that. But the idea of having to walk for how long ever long that would take me, what, like 11 hours or something to walk mm-hmm. the whole thing with a bit of running, you know, the idea of that mentally was like, no, and, this, you know, the first few races, I always thought in my head, particularly like the 30 milers, I'd be like, well, I can just walk them. I don't mind how long I'm out and just walk them. It's no issue. But the thought of having to be out there for 10, 11 hours, just, I just filled me with dread. So, yeah, I decided to DNS. And I haven't actually, I've had, I've had entries for the rhythm now three years in a row and I haven't done it. It's like a cursed race. This entry, this is my two year old entry that I've deferred twice. This is your so, nemesis of a race. This is your is. white whale. It is. It is. So Because it's the last of the season as well. So that does make it extra tough if you are, uh, again, going to do the whole bloody thing again. Yeah. You need yeah, to get yeah, to yeah. the end and do that one. Yeah, exactly. So, and there was nothing sort of motivating me because I was like, well, I haven't got the slam now. So maybe if if I'd done the Edom and I was feeling this shit, the idea of getting the slam, I probably would have put myself through 10 hours of torture. But I just, I just couldn't see the point of absolutely knackering myself and just being I, I know I'd be miserable for the whole the whole time because that's the thing like no, I might be so miserable yeah, yeah yeah but but I might be miserable for half of the race three quarters a quarter whatever but I knew I was going to be miserable from from getting up in the morning till when I got back you know yeah. so it just wasn't worth it so yeah didn't didn't do it <laughs> oh well oh well how's uh how's your week been <laughs> Um, pretty good. I think recovery for after my like 46 mile has been like fine. And I'm just really suspicious of it. I think it's just because we went so slowly. It was, it's just kind of okay. And it's, I've never felt this good. I know I've only run a couple of times since, uh, you know, easy and slow and it's felt completely fine. So that's, and, and you trained for strange. it. I think I've, yeah, I've, I've, I think you know what, right. one thing that like doing those first four ultras taught me was like, oh, if you actually train, you feel okay afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> knew? So yeah, pretty much uh, fuck all. But it's only been it's only actually been a week since we've recorded the last one because we're recording a bit early this week. Um, so it hasn't really been a huge amount of time since. Um, I still seven out of ten toenails are pretty disgusting still. Uh, are in various stages of bruising or like you know thicker than they are long or hanging off or, or part of a, part of a, a wider blister kind of going on there. So I've been wearing toe socks. I bought toe socks. I've bought trench foot cream. So I'm prepared. My next long big run in the rain, uh, I've got the trench foot cream, I've got the toe socks, I'm looking after those toes, so I'm taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Toenails, still terrible. Before we move on to hearing a bit more about Amy's ultras and the things that she's learned, um, here's something for you to learn. that We will be at Grangemore Park Run on the 7th of October. That's right, I've convinced Amy to go to a park run because it'll be our five-year anniversary. Oh. Five fucking years. So I said, if Amy does park run, she can tell me to do something that I don't want to do and I'll go along with it probably. Um, so if you want to come along, we'll be there. Grangeball Park Run in Cardiff, 7th of October. It's not a meetup. 
It's not an event. I don't want anyone to get any expectations. I don't want you to go booking hotels. We're going to be a park run. We're going to go for coffee afterwards. There'll be some dogs there. I mean, that's it. I mean, we're not making it any bigger than that. No. Don't expect anything from us is what I'm saying. No. But I do have, I dusted off a park run card. I don't know, is that still a thing at Parkrun now, the car? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, you can still use those. Okay, it's been five and a half years since Amy's last Parkrun. She's lived <laughs> half a mile away from one this entire time. Yeah, yeah. Monster. I'll be there. Me and my card will be there. I've got it. For my third official Parkrun. Amazing. Well done. <laughs> Amy, your ultras. Uh, we wanted to put in a little section here because we were going to have a run report, but you uh, ruined that for us. So, Amy, what have you learnt from your... Four and a half ultras. Okay. Four and three quarter ultras. <laughs> I've got, yeah, thank you. Three quarters, yes. Um, I, I've, I've written a little list of things not to do in case anyone's okay. like, if Some in case anyone's tips. thinking of doing a challenge like this, um, I've created like a what not to do. Um, and the first one is don't get COVID. It really oh, like fucks things yeah. up, you know, like don't don't yeah. get COVID. That, that was pretty shit. Like getting COVID... I think it was four days after the first event. That was shit. That was shit. Doesn't and, help recovery, does uh, it? No, no, it doesn't. Because, you know, it's a, it's a cardiovascular, respiratory, whatever thing. So it really fucked things up. <laughs> Especially for the second event, which was like halfway was just... The half first half was all uphill, which kind of sucked. So, yeah, don't get COVID. Um, don't cut your toenails the night before a race. Don't make that your pre-race <laughs> routine. <laughs> Oh, nice and sharp and uh, ready yeah. for the morning. That's what you because, want. <laughs> because you will, you know, only about five or six miles in, you'll have, you know, when you cut your toenails and you just have that little bit that's a bit sharp and it's just digging into the other toe. Yeah. Yeah. Until, the, you know, and when you do like sort of 30 or 40 miles on it, um, there will just be blood in your sock. It will be that severe. Amazing. Um, yeah. Don't do that. That's another tip. Uh, of course... <laughs> The, the big one from the DNF at the Etom. Don't eat McDonald's for breakfast. And then McDonald's again for lunch. And then top that off at the end of the day with some really, really greasy chips from the chip shop. Amazing. The day before a 50 miler. Don't do that. Don't do no that. No wonder you shout yourself. God. You're going to have a bad time. All that fat is going to lube your insides right up and it's not oh, going to yeah. be a good time. It's not going to be got, a good time. You got lubed. That, that's not good. That's not um, good pre-race food. I actually, because I didn't, I, I didn't decide about the rhythm until literally about 10 p.m. the night before. Um, I actually bought like pasta and stuff. Like I had a really good meal the night before, and I b- bought a load of pasta and like bread and things like that, like stuff that I knew wasn't going to upset my stomach and all of that. And then yeah, it's sort of pointless. I could have had three McDonald's; it wouldn't have mattered. Um, this is one mainly for people like me. If you're like super sort of good at ultras and good at training um this probably won't matter but for me don't run 16 hilly miles the week before a 40 miler because you will still be tired don't run Mm. do that on the sunday and then do the 40 miler on the next saturday because i was still quite tired and there's no need to do that there's no need to do that you don't need to run 16 miles the week before when you already run like two ultras already you you don't need to do that you're you're already trained two weeks before maybe that's okay yeah 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 but like six days before, why? Why? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lesson from the Pigham, where I got lost twice, about four miles from the end. 
don't assume you know the route better than your watch. So when your watch is saying you need to like sort of stick to the right here and go up that hill, don't think, well, I don't think that's the right way. I don't think we should be going up a hill. I think we should be going down a hill. Um, don't do that because then you'll get very lost at the point in the race when you're very tired and just want to finish. You'll, you'll get very, very lost and yeah. you'll add a thousand feet of elevation on. You know, yeah. you thought you were avoiding it, but no, 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 you can add a thousand feet on. So um, listen to your watch and don't assume you know better. Uh, and then finally, don't forget to put sun cream on for each race. You, you put it on once. Yeah. And, and reapply. Sort of, no, yeah, exactly. You put it on once, sweats it all off, got burnt anyway, and then you didn't put it on again. Like, why did you do that, Amy? I don't know. But in particular, why this is important, it's not only about, obviously, like, skin cancer and things like that, very important, but also because when you go and get your hair cut a few days later and you have literally got, like, a red mask on your face and a line where your hat has been, <laughs> and when the hairdresser pulls your fringe back and goes, fucking hell, what happened? It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing yeah, yeah so uh, put sun cream on for the sake of your skin and not getting skin cancer but also so you don't look like a complete twat for about a week afterwards um, so these are all some good tips <laughs> that I think everyone else probably already knew I mean maybe the toenails yeah. one that might be a good one I think everyone yeah, else yeah. probably knew the rest of them to be fair the, but these are good things for you we've got them they on are. record now for next year we can remind you of these this is this is more like that's what it's about. This is more like note for self. I will look back at these and I'll think, oh yeah, don't don't have that McDonald's because you're gonna like nearly shit yourself tomorrow. So don't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, bring on next year. I know, and, and the usual stuff like, oh yeah, maybe I should go and run up more hills beforehand to do a little more training. I don't know, but they're the main. Yeah, things. probably. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Details, details. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amy, how do people support you doing such a thing like that? <laughs> this is going to put them right off. So you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and donating money every month. New to the list this month is Daniel Braun, who also emailed to ask for a buff, but we haven't got any, so he might have cancelled again by now, which is fine. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, here's everyone else that paid us this month. Lee Wood, Maria 
Elizabeth Hewitt, Gordy Fowler, Clark Gilmore, Gregory C, Julia Page, Noms Dawson, Debbie Hurley, Derry Graham, Hackerman, Jane Bamford, Amanda Murray, Hyde, Nikki Genders, Andy Robbins, Gabriel Thomas Nyer, Andy Nichols, Sandra Hines, Jay Howes, Daniel Brooks, Nikki Robbins, Ian Thompson, AP, Shambolic Adams, Matt Jones, Sherry Grubbs, Martin Cafford, Abigail Hartman, Catherine Benton, Karen Hamilton, Claire Davis, Samantha Benson, Stuart Stevens, Luke Daniels, Nikki Jones, Kel Ryder, Trish Alton, Tony Howells, Erin Sean, Sophie Nichols, Penny Simpson, Matt Lee, Slem Martin, Ayla Gret, Rachel Bullmore. Don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search Running is BS and let us know why you particularly hate running this week. A few people have done this kind of thing. Ian Thompson said, Dear Amy and Stuart, my running bullshit is I've got that Basingstoke half marathon in a month and a 50k ultra a fortnight later. Barely training for either. What could possibly go wrong? Love, Ian. You're going to have a bad time. Yep, you're going to have a bad time. Barely training. I mean, mate, I don't know, like if the 50k is fairly flat. Although I say that, like, I don't know, I don't know. It depends on the 50k, I guess. <laughs> so, Gabby Nyer might have to have words with Ian about that. So he said the Facebook community support sites for races where discussions can be summarised as you have no idea what you've signed up for, no intention of finding out, and you tell everyone about it, and know your mind is not going to run those miles. Have respect for the tasking hand, please. Have some respect. <laughs> have some respect, I, Ian. Have some respect. Respect the distance. Respect the distance. She <laughs> uh, says, I mean, those runners will have the wheels come off and a shit time. It somehow bothers me mightily that they perform this in public on a Facebook site. It affects me not at all because I put the training in, but I still irrationally get irritated and want to shout at them. <laughs> yeah, there's one in particular that I've seen. And yeah, this kind of does happen quite a lot. And there was actually, yeah, these um, support sites for kind of races and um, race companies are quite good uh, there was one the other day where there was a big race on and i saw two people post from the race saying they were lost and asking for directions I'm like mate if you can if you can load up facebook and ask for directions you can load up a fucking map what during the race during the race yeah like um i, I so one person was asking for the postcode for checkpoint and someone else was saying oh, i veered off course somewhere i'm not can someone direct me where to go i'm like mate get a map out don't get facebook out god i mean Part of Come like on. was it was this an ultra? Yeah. Part I think I always feel like part of doing an ultra. Not you don't necessarily have to recce it, but at least like look at the map carefully. And I always look at like mainly because I, I like having a proper toilet to go to the toilet. And but I always look like oh when am I going to be near a town or somewhere yeah. where I could potentially get phone signal or use a landline or just go to a cafe or whatever it might be. Like I always check those things out as a matter of safety. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, well, you know, don't expect an ultra to be fully marked. There's pretty much no such thing as a fully marked ultra. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision. 
or follow a map or follow a watch or you've got to have some idea of what you're doing not all yeah. the time obviously but at some point you can't just be like well no one showed me where to go there's no marshal point to me this that's not what they're about uh... And also nowadays, like, even the stuff on your phone, like the directions on your phone can be good, but most modern watches will give fairly good directions. Yeah. And you're probably going to, unless you're really, you like map reading and are downloading the maps and are good at it, you're just going to have to invest in a decent watch to run these races, yeah. unfortunately, or learn how to read a map, you know, if yeah. you want or the get, cheaper option. Get a mapping app with the route on yeah. it and use that, which is what I've done. And that works really well. Yeah, you can't put, just go in blind, in. and yeah, you can't just go in blind. Have and just some respect. Something. Have respect the distance. <laughs> uh, shout out to Melanie Tap on the Instagram who joined the cool club of people who have done an ultra before a marathon. Legend. Uh, this was a whopping forty-six miles in Florida. Oh my goodness! In September. Oh. Um, she did miss the cutoff by 53 minutes and I tried to say that was a DNF uh, because I'm a dick like that but she insists it was recorded as an unofficial finish so it still counts and especially when a third of the runners didn't even make it to the end Uh, I did watch the Insta stories of her and her husband staggering around starting so well and then getting to the end and then it's just them at night in really low light and you can just see people waddling because they can't they can't walk properly and then shouting like I can't stand up it's very very funny um we talked before about how american race organizers hate you well this one it was this was a free ultra with aid what? stations why was it and, free uh, i don't know just someone decided to put on ultra with aid stations for free and they get i think they got a bumper sticker at the end which i guess americans love that kind of thing but yeah for once i was gonna say for once that's a race organizer that life likes you but it was 46 miles in florida in september so that's still pretty brutal yeah 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 i mean i i'm in the same sort of camp like if i finish quote unquote finish the route of the race i'd probably class it in my head as an unofficial finish as well <laughs> yeah absolutely you still yeah you still minutes. did the distance at least and also like you when distance. you're doing 46 miles 53 minutes is not the end of the world do you know what i mean it's not like it took you like an extra six hours to finish like you're good yeah that's fine <laughs> um let's see uh, we had an email from Jay Weimer who said, I just completed my first ever ultramarathon on Friday, so here's some bullshit. For context, I did the Firelighter Ultramarathon, which is 35.7 mile coastal run on Anglesey. It's the first day of a multi-day ultra, which is 135 miles, but that's a separate race. So this is just a one-day version of this uh, three-day race. So some of the things he pointed out were overly excited people jumping around for the start video. Please, just don't. It's fun for a few minutes, and then it's exhausting as you're waiting for the start. Mm-hmm. Again, one of those things doesn't affect you in any way, but very annoying when other people do it. Yep. Uh, rocky beaches are bullshit. Knowing the bee there did not help, it just made it more miserable. Mm-hmm. Oh, rocky beaches, man. Uh, so bad. Like ankle breakers. People purposely cheating and skipping sections. It's a live tracker. We can see where you are. All that happens is that you get a time penalty what's the point you're doing an ultra the challenge is to run over a certain distance why are you skipping sections why i don't know if it gets if there's time penalties i'm sure there's you know it depends how careful the race organizers have been if you can kind of look at that and think if i can say 45 minutes and i only get a 30 minute time penalty it might be worth it for for what though i know unless you're like unless you're gonna win and win like a load of money or something like the thing is like even if you win like even if you win oh you've won but you've got these three time penalties and you're like yeah well yeah, I mean, 
It's really, it's a strange motivation. Uh, speaking of time, the strict cutoff for this particular race is pretty harsh. 40% of people on the firelighter were timed out or dropped out. I get there needs to be one, but extending it by just an hour would make it way more accessible for newer runners. Feels like something you should tell the race organisers, not us. Uh, he also said, flat coke is weirdly good when you're that thirsty. Yeah, as long as it's flat, definitely. Uh, so is pano chocolat in bite-sized pieces. That sounds pretty nice. Mm, sounds a bit heavy, but like I will say, uh, that's one a of my, lot of butter. Oh, one of my favourite snacks was um, little uh, when I was doing the ultras was little donuts, like cut up bits of donut. They were really oh, good. Nice. Ooh, yeah. And finally, please don't play the song "Ring of Fire" on repeat at the start and finish. I know it's because it shares a name with the main race, but after the sixth time, I started to really hate it. I'm still hearing it in my nightmares. That's all for now. Might still sign up for another next year, though. Hope Amy's last ultra goes as well as it can do. <laughs> oh, it went oh, great. Thank you. I think, yeah, this this one came in early. Yep, yep. It, it went as well as it could. <laughs> you did. It did. Cat <laughs> uh, Abigail Hardman has also gone in touch and said, I get irrationally annoyed when hearing other people's music when they run with a speaker in their vest because it's a headphones-free affair. I don't know why it annoys me quite so much, though. Um, I do, because why should we have to listen to other people's shit music? It's really intrusive. That is not an irrational annoyance. That is 100% rational. It's, yeah, yeah, I... I don't understand that. I think it's really weird. And I, yeah, I don't get it. Also, like, most races allow you to have bone conducting headphones, don't they? Like, if they're really yeah. that bothered, bone conducting headphones nowadays aren't that expensive. Just buy a pair and save everyone else from having to hear your shit. I know what. If you're not even allowed to use bone conducting headphones, don't do the fucking race. Yeah. Just don't do it. Look at the rules. Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't use headphones, don't use headphones. Oh, don't, don't play yeah. fucking music to everyone else. Everyone hates you. Luke Daniel said, people who don't like hills doing hilly courses and complaining about the hills. Yeah, that is, to be fair, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah people yeah, like Amy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, when I'm doing like my race, I don't, I don't complain about the hills then. Because that's, that's, not, that's a nice walk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the hills are a good excuse to, to walk. So I don't actually mind the hills then. It is funny when you kind of get, you know, our kind of very experienced super level where we do lots of hills. And like people that do like a, a course with like a little hill in and they're like, oh, so hilly. And you're like, oh, was it though? Oh, bless your heart. I kind of want to pat them on the head and like, oh, was that a big hill? Oh, it's such a, was it 50 meters up a hill? Oh, that's very far. Good for you. I think we should do that more often to people. Poor things. Oh. Claire Allison said, people running near me at Park Run with coins jingling in their pockets <laughs> or a full, oh, sorry, or a half full water bottle sloshing around or having a full on conversation near me or just generally doing anything near me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say um, one of my best snacks, but also one of my noisiest snacks um, has been uh marmite cashews which are amazing because when you want i think i've spoken about this before i'll repeat uh when you want something like salty and not sweet during a race when you're sick of sweet stuff like they're fucking amazing like absolutely banging but they just they rattle around in my bag the entire time and i think i was running with derry on the um pigum and i'm like i'm so sorry about my cashews i know they're really noisy but um yeah (laughs) So are you saying cashews? Cashews, yeah. Cashews. Not cashews. 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 
I do really like um, salt and vinegar nuts. Those are really good. But like, it, you can't, I can't find nuts that are vinegary enough. I want like really too vinegary. But it's difficult to find. Mm. KP are okay, but they're not quite there. Yeah, you don't want just salty nuts, do you? No, I don't want salty nuts. So get those anyway. Mm. Andy Nichols says, Training with a structured plan and getting faster as a result. Damn them. It works. And simply bimbling about aimlessly and eating and drinking crap doesn't. Oh, that's so annoying. Uh, I've had a few people tell me this recently. Like they've started to use training plans and they've got better and they're really annoyed by it. Yeah. Yeah. And and like cross training. Like cross training actually stops you oh, getting injured. No. It sucks. Like, what do you mean I can't just do the same repetitive movement for hours? <laughs> yeah, I, I have started to think a little bit about next year and what I'm going to do. I know I keep saying I'm rocking to ultras and it still stands at the moment. But I think next spring what I might do is go for my 10K because that's my kind of softest PB. And I've said I might even have a proper training plan for it. I might actually really ruin it for myself and see if it works as well. That Your face is so appalled. Like You're so disappointed in me. A 10K? I know, it's my, yeah, by next, well, yeah, by next spring when I do it, it'll be a six-year-old PB, because I just haven't tried since. So I think it's about time I gave that a go again. I don't want to run 10K unless it's going to take me two hours and I nearly slip over several times. Like, that's, like, yeah. I'm not running around Cardiff or anything. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. And I want to be able to, like, eat a sandwich while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. No. Andy MacArthur said stupid things recently, running two days in a row, two races, a park run in Crocs and a triathlon with a broken toe and accidentally signing up for Chester Metric Marathon. Other than that, running is going great. What What are you on about? <laughs> That's, I like he's equating a triathlon with a broken toe with a park run in Crocs with running two days in a row. <laughs> what? <laughs> running two days in a row is not a huge deal to most people, but like, ah, oh, running two days in a row, just as bad as a triathlon with a broken toe. It, it, is it, is it um, sort of chronological? Is the broken toe a result of running in the Crocs? It, well, perhaps it was, yeah. I mean, doing a triathlon is bad enough, but... What's a metric marathon? Oh, it's 26.2 kilometres. It's the thing that Chester does for some reason. So not a marathon? No. It's not a no. marathon. No. No, no. What is it like? What's that? Thirteen miles or something? It's like a half marathon, isn't it? About fifteen miles. No. Just do a half marathon, Chester. Get over yourselves. Or just it's call like... it like a fifteen-mile race. <laughs> Metric marathon. Metri- I don't. Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. Russell Turner said, "Doing my first trail 10k, Huntley in Aberdeenshire, and discovering it's 10.5k. That last 500 meters was torture, and very steep downhills. When you're six foot six and your center of gravity is high, is definitely BS." Okay, first of all, doing a trail 10k and discovering it's 10.5k is probably best case scenario. Yeah, I was going to say, like, no. Oh, there's, what is it? Is it? I think it's Trail Events Company who who do fantastic races, by the way. So this is not like bad mouthing them in that way. But they list stuff on their website. I think because this is what makes sense to people. But they'll list like, um, to be fair, I think they list one of them as like eleven k or something like that. But then they list like a half marathon and a marathon, and I'm like, they're not. They never are. Like even the marathons, no, like but they do put the distances. Yeah, they, they it does say like half marathon, um, like twenty five k. So they they yeah. will put the di- they will put the distance really close on there, but I think it's just it's much easier to market, frankly, isn't it? If you say it's a half marathon, yeah. Or a marathon, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like 
10 and a half K for a 10 K that's like is as good as it's going to get. This is your first trail 10 K. You'll come to learn this. You'll realize that very, very soon distances do not matter in trail races at all. Because they ain't what yep, they say. Exactly. Even if they say it's an 11.5k, it won't be. It could be anything. No. Always be ready for exactly. that. Grant Hood says, One of my unfortunate habits is refusing to let a Friday evening pass without a takeaway and some beer, even though I've planned to go out on my long run first thing Saturday morning. Oh, God. This in- invariably results in me sneaking behind one of my pre-planned emergency comfort break bushes by the time I've got to the 5K mark. Oh my god, pre-planned. This becomes trickier during the winter months, months when the available cover has mostly disappeared. Is this somebody's garden? Are you one of those like secret shitters? Where or not even secret? You know when you see on like no, the, not anymore. The, the door cameras and they're like, oh, this person's yeah. been like shitting in my garden every day, and it makes the national well national news, local news, you know, depending on the frequency of the shits. Grant Hood just can't help being a lad. I love how you got a shit bush so you run. But I just wonder, like, imagine go behind this bush at some, like, some, some point someone goes behind this bush and it's just piles of shit behind there. <laughs> just like random odds running socks <laughs> and buffs that have yeah. been used to wipe away. Yeah, your mate's like, oh, do, do you think you should have a takeaway in beers? Like, Don't worry, I've got a shit bush. But when it gets to yeah, winter, I might fine, have yeah. to cut down a bit. I might have to cut down a bit because my, my shit bush is like out of order yeah. there. You coming out tonight? No, I can't because all the bushes have died back. So, you know. <laughs> sure (laughs) weird uh finally jen donga harding says stupid thing that i did signed up for a charity skipping challenge 15 minutes a day seemed like a piece of piss on paper it was actually really hard she said sweating more than a park run my legs are absolute bits after day one also coincided with a a week of mountain hiking so overall poor life choice well we come to expect nothing less from jen these days And it, as it turns out, I did a bit of skipping a couple yep. of years ago. It's really hard. It is. It is. Skipping is so difficult. Yeah. That's why boxers do it and stuff for cardiovascular fitness, yeah. don't they? Like, it's mad. I mean, I, I, I couldn't do more than, like, 10 minutes at a time. And that obviously, that's yeah. with a lot of stopping and starting. And I couldn't do any fancy stuff. It was, like, I, the occasional double under. 10 minutes is brutal i think skipping is just one of those things that, again like you remember it from when you're a kid and you think oh yeah you know i could just do you that because yeah, you kind of go around the playground you. a bit and it's just like it's yeah. not something you did intensively no and no. also like little kids just don't get tired do they no exactly it's kind of like a lot of people going in like starting running thing like that they're like oh i used to run everywhere as a kid and then you're like jesus christ yeah skipping is absolutely brutal hmm. let's have some news amy Bullshit running news. Ta-ding! Another episode we're banging through. Love that. Uh, the big story this week is Jim Wormsley and Courtney DeWalter have won the UTMB in a historic American double. It's taken Wormsley five attempts to crack the UTMB code, but the Hoka-sponsored athlete did it in style this year with a course record, while Courtney DeWalter not only chalked up a third victory, but became the first person to ever win Western States, Hard Rock 100, and the UTMB in the same year. Wormsley demolished Killian Journey's course record in the process, finishing in 19 hours, 37 minutes and 43 seconds. That's about 100 miles all the way around Mont Blanc. It's a pretty nasty course. In 19 hours, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think what the big uh, part of this that I saw especially was even on the UTMB live feed, it said Jim Wormsley, first American to win the UTMB. <laughs> even though I believe it's been won eight times by women. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He was very quick to correct that in his defence. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, there's a video going around on social media where he corrects that quite quickly, yeah. Because this article does acknowledge that it's been the American men that have really struggled to to sort of crack it. But, um, But yeah, but Courtney's like an absolute machine, isn't she? Like those, like having those longer shorts is is the secret. That is what it's all about. Are we going to get her dragons back? Give her a proper challenge. You know what? That would be really cool to see, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a shame. This is, I've just watched day two of Dragons Back and I want to talk about it more, but there's no point because the time this comes out, it'll be done. So perhaps we'll have to talk about it a bit next week. Yeah, I've been desperate to talk about that as well. I've been watching like the dots. I keep refreshing it on my phone and watching the docs and stuff and seeing who's up this time. We'll say now, if you haven't been into Dragon's Back, uh, look up the Dragon's Back Race YouTube channel. Watch all of their daily videos. It's a fantastic coverage. It's such a good race. Yeah. Hopefully we'll talk and also, about it more soon. Also, check out their... Follow them on Instagram because they post loads on their stories as well. And I saw this mm. great video today of like two people literally sprinting. Like literally sprinting to make a cutoff. I think the cutoff was like 2.45 or something. And they're sprinting into the checkpoint. I was like, holy shit. After going over all those mountains and stuff. And yeah. just like, yeah. And they've, and they've still got to make the, the calf by the evening as well, which doesn't look good. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't anyway, even well, run We'll save this. We'll save it. Bus, so yeah. Anyway. Um, now on to some actual like bullshit news. Uh, starts out all right. So New York City Marathon changes pregnancy deferral policies. There actually is a deferral policy now. Hey. But it requires athletes to pay to defer, which to me isn't a fucking deferral, is really like a proper deferral. Facebook. I guess you're securing oh. your place, but like a proper de- deferral for me is that you defer your place. Yeah. You defer your place that you've paid for. You don't pay um, double. Yeah. So this week, New York, well, I think it was actually a couple of weeks ago now, I say this week, uh, New York Road Runners, the organiser of the New York City Marathon, updated the organisation's pregnancy and postpartum cancellation policy in an attempt to become, and I quote, a more diverse, equitable, inclusive and socially responsible organisation. Um, so it means that New York City Marathon is now the fifth world marathon major to allow women to defer places for pregnancy. But there's a catch. The policy requires women to pay their entry fee again, which is $295 for non-NYRR members. So not only do they have to pay again, but that's an extortionate amount for a marathon. Like, yeah. isn't like London, like 50 quid or 60 quid or something like that? That's insane. Um, speaking of London, the London, Berlin and Chicago marathon deferral policies do not require entrants to pay for their entry fee for a second time, of course, if they choose to defer a place. So, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, for me, it's not a true deferral if you're having to pay again. You're just like, they've just reserved you another space that you then have yeah. to pay for. It's, it's a guaranteed place for next time if you pay again. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, that's not a deferral to, for me. They need to call it something else. It doesn't feel like a deferral. I know that Boston Marathon do the same as well, where you can quote-unquote defer, but you have to pay again. And it's just it's just bullshit to me. Like we said, America does not like you. No, no, no. They want your money. Capitalist pigs. Maybe cut that out. Um, so, Stuart, what have you got coming up next? Um, well, what I don't need two weeks after uh, 46 miles is a relay race all on tarmac so nice and i i'm very much this year there's always you know people look at the teams they're like oh i'm the odd one out i'm in a team of three the other two on my team are much quicker than me so i already feel shit 
Uh, I get to be that odd one out and I'm going to feel even worse because I don't know if I could run fast. Probably be fine. Uh, I'm also spending a week in the Forest of Dean, so that'll be nice. Get some nice new runs, look at lots of trees and lots of different hills and hang out with some dogs. So that'll be nice. Uh, and also, what could be really, really bad is that I'm playing football, 11-a-side football, for the first time in, I think, eight years. Um, and obviously... I. I Perhaps I haven't mentioned too much recently. Hamstring that I've uh, bad hamstring I've had for ten months, still bad. Uh, I thought it's kind of fine for running. I'm just used to it. It's fine. Uh, I just like kicked a tennis ball the other day, and that really hurt. Like mm-hmm. kicking is a whole different thing. Yeah. Um. So I probably actually need to do something so I don't tear my hamstring in the first five minutes of playing football. So that should be fun. How hard can it be? I also got rid of my football boots. I hadn't played football for so long. Got rid of my football boots when we moved. And like, well, now I need my football boots, don't I? Fuck's sake. Can I wear mud claws to play football in? I don't know. Is oh, I think they're pretty much the same, aren't probably, they? Probably the same thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Be fine. How about you? Ugh, like maybe going for a proper run again at some point. At some point I need to go out and actually like run again, I guess. Know. You basically need to start training for next year. Ugh, don't. Uh, your seven month seven month training plan oh yeah yeah probably i don't know yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) fine we'll find you some shitty races over winter oh no actually of course you've got meriden to think about don't we still need to escape from meriden i can't i ain't escape i'm I'm gonna pick up my thing and go sit in the travel lodge they've got they've caught me the the crows caught me or whatever oh fair enough yeah it's caught me as okay, the we'll crow you... flies, I've moved, I don't know, a thousand feet. <laughs> we'll find you some other shitty races to do over winter, thank don't you, worry. Thank you, thank you. good. Um, as I said at the beginning, don't turn off after Amy does the boring outro, because we have got a tune for you. You will need to turn up your headphones for that. If you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon merch store and social medias. That was boring. Let's go. Rain is falling from the sky. There ain't no sun in sight. It's still raining. Everybody's still complaining. Don't you know? It's a really awful day. Hey. Cross the finish line See how the rain falls sideways It's so shitty On the trails and in the city Mr Grey Sky is living here today Hey Mr Grey Sky Please tell us why You have to hang around for so long Where did we go wrong? Mr. Grey Sky, please tell us why you have to hang around for so long. Where did we go wrong? Is the day he'll bring you down um, 
sky Please tell us why you have to hang around for so long Where did we go wrong? Hey there Mr Grey We're so sad you're here today You really are such a cliché We hoped you would go away Hey there Mr Grey Why'd you have to come today? Do you really have to stay? We wish you would go away. Mr. Gray, you made it rain. And now we must complain. I'm not speeding, but now my nips are bleeding. Never mind, I'll just wait for summer. Oh no, this isn't summer. Mr. Grey Sky, please tell us why you have to hang around for so long. So long. Where did we go wrong? Hey there, Mr. Grey. We're so sad you're here today You really are such a cliché We hope you would go away Everyone hates you.